think of his grace and his mercy And oh yeah, how he loves me All I can do is thank him for blessing me He shows me from the hurt and the pain A touch from him and you will never be the same Yes, I gotta thank him for saving me I thank him for my blessings every day that I wake up. We were born into this sin, but he decided to save us. Wasn't grateful for my life, but now I thank him every night. Because without him, I'd be lost. Now the problem has been solved. I remember all the lies and all the times that I disguised. But now his greatness and his mercy was revealed until my eyes. I'm so alive, I rose up from the dead survive. I cannot help but give him praise. You should come along for the ride. All right, everybody, I want to thank you all for joining us again for another episode of the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study. I'm your host, Coach Chelsea, and I'm super excited just to have another conversation of faith, of sports, of servant leadership. And we can't do that none other without a servant leader who has been tickling me before we got on here. I keep saying, start doing a pre-show of all of our speakers, but (laughs) we have Coach Christian LeMay with us today, the wide receivers coach at West Texas A&M University. Just a great, great individual. There's no way we don't do this platform without willing vessels and servant leaders. And I know this is going to be a great conversation today. So coach, I thank you for your time. Time is that one thing in life that once we give, I can't give that back to you. So I thank you for this time. And I'm going to pass the torch to you to say hello to our listeners and we'll get this conversation started. Appreciate it. Um, like you said, Coach Christian LeMay from West Texas A&M University. Uh, coach, receivers and assist with quarterbacks uh when called upon of course in uh COVID times we've uh we've all had to switch different hats but I'm just happy to be on and I, like I told her before I'm not one to talk unless the question is asked I'm not one I'm like kind of like coach Boone from remember the Titans I don't dance unless I hear music and I don't sing unless I hear it either so I'll just wait till the question's asked and go from there Listen, but let me tell you, I bring the talking out. And see, that's what I tell people. I bring the talking out, so I'm not even worried in the least bit. But no, I appreciate you being here. And like I told you before, that's been the blessing of this whole entire platform is that every episode is different, but it has mm-hmm. got the hand of God. And we know right. because once it's listened to, it is always out of the hundred and what, 15 episodes now that we have right. on there, there's somebody for everybody. And that's right. the of it. So I know that you're words, your answers, and the communication today will truly help. And so I just appreciate that. So we'll just go ahead and get jumped in for a moment. You know, Amen. we've been kind of talking about servant leadership. We've been talking about the servant leaders arsenal. That is a, a theme that God has given me. I tell people all the time, you know, people will look at you, probably look in your trunk, probably look in, you know, your bag, see some tools and say, oh, he has to play football or he has to be a football coach, right? There's indicators. And so right. when things that as coaches and athletic professionals and just pure leaders, even if you're not in the sports arena, we really been trying to highlight what it is to be a true servant leader and what that looks like. So if I were to talk to you about that servant leader's arsenal, what's one of those indicators? What is something in our servant leader toolbox or gym bags you feel that us as coaches and leaders should have? Patience. (laughs) The first has to be patience. Come on here. I'm I'm not a very uh at one point in my life I was not very patient, but being the oldest of four has made me become very patient. Uh but then also I just have transformed my life and said, look, if I'm gonna go anywhere in my life, I have to be more patient. Like I wanted everything immediately. I am a 
I'm a hard worker. I'm somebody that is, uh, I want everything to be done correct. I mean, my, I'm retying my shoelaces if they're not done right. You know, so like if people are, not, I'm like, ah, your shoes, like, what are we doing? Like, you know, things like that. So I think patience is number one. You have to be patient because everybody's not on our path. Everybody's not on our journey the same way that we're on. But apparently they've all hopped in on board with us. So guess what? They're going to have to follow the leader. So we have to be patient with the way that they grow. I also say that uh, willingness to serve is number two, because you have to be patient first, but then after you're patient and you get their attention and you, they know that you're in it for the long haul, you have to be able to serve where they're at, not just serve the way that you feel. Now, a lot of us will say, oh, well, I, I did this, I did that. Okay, that's well and good. But did you serve them the way that they need to be served in that, that season and time of their life? Because a lot of times we'll say, well, I did this, I did that. But then they don't appreciate it. And they're like, oh, coach, how many times have we gotten this? Like, well, coach don't care. Coach don't, I'm like, shoot, I did everything I could for you. But they didn't receive it the way that we were giving it because that's not the way that they needed it. So I know a, pop, a lot of people say, treat people the way you want to be treated. I'm like, no, treat people the way they need to be treated. That's a huge difference between the way that I want to be treated is this way. I want this. I want that. I want another thing. But the way you want to be treated is completely different. So for me, my bag is small. Just those two things, those are the hard hitters, but then everything else is kind of an abundance uh, from those two topics. I think that's amazing. And I think you hit on two points there that literally like there's always things that lies that punch my side. And the first one was this, you know, individuals, a lot of times that we are serving, they're myths right. that we're trying to assist and help them because it didn't come in the way that they felt it should have shown up. Right. And I was just right. talking to a friend of mine about that. We as Christians miss the blessing of God because they don't come wrapped in the package that we thought it should have come in. Or mm -hmm. we recognize, well, you didn't give me what I asked for. Did we ever say right. that maybe that's not what he needed us to have in that moment? And his rejection was our redirection to take us to the place where he needs us to be? Right. That's amazing. But the second point that you created was a lot of times in servant leadership, you have to understand that it's not about treating people the way you want to be treated. It's giving mm -hmm. them what they need. And I mm -hmm. think it's so amazing. A lot of times when I pray, People will hear me say, God, meet them at their point of need. And I right. think there's a huge portion of servant leadership. It's not about what we need. It's not about what we feel they need. Have we listened to what those that we are serving have said they need us to serve them with? Amen to that. Amen to that. I completely agree with you there. It's amazing. It's like going to the restaurant and I say, hey, you know, Christian, you want, you look like a burger guy. <laughs> That's not what I asked yeah. you. <laughs> You're here to serve right. me. So that you can help me receive it. <laughs> right. A full rack, right? Out of time. I'm pretty, I'm pretty consistent, but you know, I might want some chicken tenders. I might want some wings. You never know. Let me pepper fried hard. You know? Come on you here. Know, Rick Ross for bringing Wingstop back. You know, all that good stuff. Come on here. And, and 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 that is that is exactly exactly what we're talking about as servant leaders. And you know, coach, and talking about that, and you and I, we can speak about that because those are things mm -hmm. that kind of been either groomed in. Or, you know, we're maturing spiritually in that. But where did that foundation of faith and in your faith in God and true servant could come from? Sometimes it starts when we're little and sometimes it yeah. comes 
little bit later in life. Can you talk to us a little bit about your spiritual foundation and how that got set for you? Uh, shoot. Mom and dad, definitely. Um, grew up in a, a home with two pastors, not one, but two, uh, and both do an amazing job with their ministries um, that they, um, of course, they work together in the ministry, uh, Champion Kingdom Center, but they both, my mom has uh, Developing Queens. Um, she's actually written a book. She's actually a uh, well-renowned speaker. She's getting interviews, calls from all across the country. And then, uh, of course, my dad is the man behind the scenes. He's a camera guy. Anytime she has anything going on, he's there supporting. And I think that's kind of where I get that from. You know, I'm a very supportive person. If you, I always want to, um, I know, of course, it says rejoice with those who rejoice. And I learned that from my dad. You know, and he's always and my mom as well, because she does the exact same thing for him. So I actually learned servant leadership from them because they both serve each other and they also serve their gifts. You know, and the thing is, they don't push them to be what they want them to be. They push them to be what they were called to be, which is a huge, huge uh, thing of importance, especially in a marriage um, or any relationship, period. So they push them to do what they're called to do. And. Uh, my dad um, is a business entrepreneur and uh, actually got me to uh, start off my own business when I was younger. So I, I'm a very uh, business-minded individual. I did not go to school for it. Um, I thought I was going to be the next Stuart Scott after my NFL playing careers was over, but uh, God had other plans. And I learned um, how to be a business person for my dad. But also, of course, he's an uh, apostle. He's, uh, he was a pastor. He's moved on to the apostolic now and uh, passing the pastoral on to others. And I uh, just learned a lot of my, uh, my spiritual uh, growth from them. But of course I've had many mentors, many friends um, that have taught me um, so many things in my walk. Um, and it hasn't always been perfect. It hasn't always been the highs. There's been a lot of things that I'm like, people are like, man, I can't, like really that, that was you? I'm like, yeah, things happen. And uh, we all hit our, uh, our peaks, our valleys. But the thing is, it's all how we respond. Um, sometimes, of course, we, we've heard the statement, uh, it's better to learn from the gray-headed man, but we don't always. But sometimes it's how you respond to your own, your own faults and your own responsibilities and turn that into your triumph instead of your tragedy. So you just, you just want to go ahead and drop the quotes on us. You want to drop the gems. I'm with it, but I think that's it, right? I think that oftentimes those... As you said, we have to take those moments of trials and turn them to our triumph, right? A lot of times we wallow in the fact, not recognizing that it is what we go through that brings us to, right? I've right. Some of my, right. oh my God, some of the hardest moments and obstacles I had to go over, I look now and I recognize they were my largest blessings because they placed me right. where I am now. They helped me recognize the hand of God in my life where I probably would not have ever seen it. And I think right. that's the other portion is pushing individuals to where right. their purpose is in God. And that can't happen unless we're in tune with Christ. We're in tune right. with the servanthood that he has laid the platform out, right? Because he was the blueprint to being a servant leader, right? He exactly. laid, I mean, all powerful, yet you chose to wash feet. It still is right. just amazing to me, right? And not just of those that you like, not just right. of those that treated you well, even to mm -hmm. the you knew weren't for you you still did just that and I think that's amazing I, I could go into stories about that but come on uh, Look, I think we all could right we'll be here 
extra hour on that, right? <laughs> where we were if we acted the way that we felt as Come opposed on. to the way we demanded. Huge, Come on. huge learning point on that one. So um, even when they, um, I, of course, <laughs> he says to turn the other cheek, it's kind of like sometimes I got to turn my back and mm. walk away. Because mm -hmm. if I turn my cheek, I'm slapping you back, period. Uh, that's not the way I was, you know, I will, I, I respond to certain things. I, I'm typically a head up person. Mm -hmm. um, and I deal with it. I'm like, look, it is what it is. Let's, let's deal with the situation. Let's, let's have it out. But I'm also very patient. So I'm like, mm -hmm. all right, Lord, am I dealing with the situation hastily? Or is this a right, a right response? You know, because even these flip tables now. But I can't, okay. and I flip them. But <laughs> I know it's better to, to come back with calm, with because uh, the kind word turns away wrath. That's uh, mm -hmm. one of my favorite scriptures. Um, because of course, when I was at that place where I was more so upset and I was a real fiery and I could spit off at any moment, I was like, look, I got to get this under control. And, uh, yeah. that was a script that, that hit me dead in the face. And, um, it's something that I, I kind of, it sticks with me to this to day. I think it's awesome. I think we all have to have that balanced scripture, which you already answered for mm -hmm. was ask people, you know, maybe multiple, but that we always have to have that scripture. My grandma. <laughs> And my grandfather used to always say, keep a scripture in your heart. Right. So that yep. those moments do come, all right? Because we 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 have moments. We're part flesh too now. So when those yeah. moments do come, we have to have something to pull us back to balance and remind us, hey, 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 you like me. I need you to bring it right. back. So I, I think that's amazing. You know, Coach, you mentioned something earlier about the moments that we all have where it's not mm -hmm. easy to turn that cheek. It's not easy. But there's also moments in life, especially with you, where you've, of course, made a couple of stops in your career, it's that mm -hmm. discernment piece, right? It is having a discerning spirit and recognizing right. the hand of God in our lives. How has your discernment and the ability to see God in your life helped you, helped you to make those career decisions and knowing where he wants you to be versus your agenda? I'll say this. Um, it's actually, I keep these all over my house. If you come through my house, it's probably going to be annoying because I have like little nuggets that I get here and there. But no, exactly I would take pictures of them. I wouldn't be annoyed. <laughs> I might do that, but I just keep it. I like pen and paper. I'm old school like that. But um, it was actually something from my motivational Monday. This like I don't know if it was recent, like one or two weeks ago. But um, it was don't get tired of giving. We're all meant to give to others. Uh, don't be so busy keeping score that you miss out. On your blessing from giving that's i think what i got to um and said but there's more on the car i just didn't have time in that one minute that i'm like ah let's keep it to a minute you know keep everybody's attention but the next thing is uh not giving will hurt you more um than over giving and then um on the back it says what they do with our gift um is on them uh but us not using our gift is on us we must Come always on. so Using and that just hit me. I was like, let me grab this card before I start talking about my journey because I'm like, the, I remember the last word I said on that card was, we must always use discernment. And um, honestly, I'll tell you this, and this is kind of just how I got to West Texas. Um, I was started off as a graduate assistant at Jacksonville State. I did not want to coach one lick. I was like, look, I don't want a part of it. I don't want to, no, I'm good, period, I'm done. And plus I had an experience in college where wasn't a terrible career, but it wasn't the career I expected. So I was kind of over it, I was burnt out. 
And um, I was like, look, I'm gonna just go into, but I wanted to be around sports. So I got off into the uh, selling, um, actually I went back to grad school, finished up my second degree um, in five years. I'm like, shoot, if y'all giving it for free, I'm getting it. So went and got my master's um, in sports management marketing <clears throat> at the University of Georgia, which is actually where I transferred from uh, initially. And the thing is that you don't go back somewhere like that unless you do some things right. So um, for, was fortunate enough to play for Coach Mark Rick, handled things the right way there. They brought me back in the academic department. I actually um, remember having a conversation with the assistant athletic, athletic director um, over academics, Ted White. He said, Christian, anytime you want to come back, let me know. So I pulled his card. I said, hey, look, I want to come back and finish my master's. He said, all right, cool, done. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, it's like it took literally a five minute, like waiting on him to text me back. And that was it. So we had a great relationship and he brought me back and I was able to finish up my master's degree. Now, when I get there, I don't have a place to stay. I don't have this, I don't have that. Fortunately enough, one of my teammates was actually moving out and I was looking for a place. He's like, hey man, come take my place. Boom, all right, there's a place to stay. How do I pay for it? I don't know. But because the internship was uh, free or very like a hundred bucks, it wasn't much at all. And I'm, I'm not the type to ask my parents or ask anybody for anything. So I work for what I get. And um, I asked, I, I talked to him, like, hey, look, I got to get a job. So I go out, get a job. If you ever need a TV, ask me. I know what I'm talking about. So I worked at Best Buy for like, um, for the whole summer and was actually their top seller over that summer. And they were like, well, shoot, can you stay? I'm like, I got other things to do. So I got a job uh, with ESPN at one time, or I was, it was between ESPN and Under Armour. I had interviews for both um, at the end of that summer. So um, when that happened, uh, <laughs> funny story. So got the job with Under Armour and started doing that. So my job with Under Armour took me into coaching because I made connections with some coaches. I was either gonna take a high school job at, at Grovetown, Georgia um, with Coach P, who is now on to bigger and better things, uh, which is awesome for him. Great, great player, great man. Um, and uh, he's at Auburn, he played at Auburn University and from from uh, Jacksonville, Florida, actually. Uh, so we, we connected with our Florida roots. I'm from Gainesville, by the way, and my dad is a rattler. So uh, he knows Come a little here. something. You don't just say your dad's a rattler and then talk over that. Shout out. I'm, no, we gonna bring that. I'm in Tallahassee, so okay. <laughs> Um, I gotta be respectful. My mom is a is a a, a BCC alum, so I gotta be you know uh, I gotta be okay, okay. Uh, but anyways, we'll get back to that. We'll get back to that. But um, then ended up I was at a point where I'm like, all right, I just coached a um, I got asked to start training, and I started training toward the end of my time with Under Armour, and um, sales of course were not going the way that they expected and things like that. They make make cuts, or else I would stay with that job forever it was fun i got to stay around the game i got to be helpful you know and imparting the kids lives which i would want to do i love kids i love imparting i love talking to people that have an ear to hear and they did and i was doing training uh aero quarterback training at the time and uh was doing great um had every one of my kids go to college like every single one either at some point some level so everyone's like man you do a great job and i didn't want to do that like a lady literally bribed me to train her kid. And I'm like, man, fine. I finally gave in. So that was my gateway. Then I had a mentor of mine ask him, he's like, hey, can you coach uh, quarterbacks in this all-star game? 
man, I don't want to. Then it worked out just, it just so happened my break when I was going to be home anyways, I was home during the all-star game. So I'm like, man, crud. I can't say no. And I'm in the city. So then I said, yes, ended up coaching uh, in the all-star game, but ended up being the OC of the all-star game. So, uh, cause the guy that was supposed to call plays got sick. I'm like, I had no intentions of calling plays. So then end up calling plays for that game. We won. Thank you, Jesus. That's my one and no record as an OC um, until this past year. But we'll get to that when we fast forward. But then um, ended up, they let go of everybody from my department after that week. I'm like, well, crap. All right, let me see what's going to happen. Then got the call from coach. He's like, hey, had a position open up at the high school. Do you want it? I'm like, uh, and it was doubling my salary. So then I was like, oh, yeah, I think I might. Cause I didn't want to coach at the college level. Cause I knew all that stuff was crazy. And then um, got a call from my uh, head coach. He's like, Hey, we got a GA spot open or a QC job, whatever, whatever you want. We just got to get you in. Cause I feel like you'll be a heck of a coach. I'm like, man, I don't want to do this. So took the test, missed it by point, like one point or else I would have been in Augusta, Georgia for the rest of my life. Probably then um, ended up taking the job at Jacksonville state. Worked there for a semester, applied to every job possible, didn't get it, didn't get it, didn't get it, didn't get it. Every job, every QC job. Then the last job possible was Notre Dame College, who had just came off a Final Four appearance in Division II. And their quarterback is actually from Tallahassee Lincoln. So um, Chris Brim, who's a stud up there at Notre Dame, doing a great job. Actually, um, I was like, man, okay, cool. And then their running back, who's actually now at Youngstown State, is from North Carolina. So he's from the outskirts of Charlotte. So that actually hit my recruiting area in my home. So all those things tied together. I'm like, oh, I got Florida roots. I'm good. I know people in Florida, this, that, and the other. So got the job there. Um, from an interview that I did on my uh, kitchen, uh, <laughs> my kitchen refrigerator and uh, got the job, went up there, went to, had a lead eight appearance. And then I'm like, man, God, I need something different because it just was not conducive to the way that I live my life. You know, if I showed y'all some of the things, y'all be surprised. But um, I was like, look, God, if, if, if nothing happens, I'm going to, I, I got you, mom. I, if nothing happens, I'm going to move forward on my, uh, my journey and go somewhere else. But um, ended up getting a job here at West Texas the last week before I had to go back. Um, during quarantine and literally asked me nothing about football. It was all about how do you coach? What are your beliefs? What is your stance? What's this? What's that? And that's rare in this profession that people ask you strictly about life and nothing about football. And I mean, it's turned out to be one of the greatest experiences of my life. I always said I wanted to come to Texas. God heard my cry. Um, he, I didn't know it was going to be this part of Texas, but I love it. And uh, it's been an absolute blessing uh, to be here. And I've learned so much from these people and I've been able to grow in every single facet of my life. So that's my little come to come to Jesus meeting. And what you asked for in the beginning, I guess you end up getting in the middle. Oh, for sure. And it's just how you, what I asked for, I end up getting in the middle. That's how God works. Mm -hmm. As for we end up getting in the beginning, middle, end all things that we don't even expect. And one of the things that I commented on um, as I'm sitting here chatting uh, on Facebook with everybody else that's here watching you yeah. 
it's amazing how God orchestrates, right? Absolutely. Here, a lot of times, and I've been using this one, it's so funny, when we're teaching, you do football, and it's the same way, and I do mm-hmm. basketball, it's amazing we're teaching techniques and fundamentals, right? right? Technique and fundamental, and so often it's in the fundamentals where we mess up, right? And so those right. fundamentals as Christians are, you know, the very things where we get lost, we don't know how to go back to our fundamentals when things get hard. But see, if you if you exactly. make sure that you master the fundamentals, when things get harder, when we don't know which way to go, we'll begin to recognize our hand in God mm-hmm. as you are able to, right? As you're mentioning all these connections. And it's just so amazing to me that even within this story, I can see God working all through just your transition and for you being able to recognize and him leading you to what you want, even, even when you thought that this was not what you wanted. it's uh it's literally i I feel like as i tell that story and i was actually listening to uh jonah this morning and uh, that was my devotional chapter or chapters and uh it was talking about he's like what in the world did you do wrong for this type of storm to come upon us and the people that were on the boat questioned him because they knew it's like look we didn't do anything come on to deserve this so for my whole department to get let go of something was in the cards and I'm like, well, I guess I had that Jonah experience. And uh, that's what got me to where I'm at. For sure. And it's amazing when we see it, I always talk about on the other side, right? My pastor right. loves it long and now I love it because he loves it because he'll just call you out. Right. And right. on the other side of through is an oldie big goodie. And it says on the other side of through, there's a blessing waiting for you. Hold fast, your trouble will not last. There's a blessing on the other side of through. But the problem right. is we question in the through, right? We quit in the through. We yep. not believing in the through. And he's right. like, why are y'all tripping? I got this, right? I got this. Did you forget who I am? I got this. And it's amazing right. to get on that other side of through and we realize, you know, as we talk about being orchestrated or as you know, someone said down here that your story has been pretty much God ordered. And exactly. it's amazing, not only when you know that, but those right. witness that are a witness to mm-hmm. your walk is able to see God's hand of mercy on you. Exactly. In the words of Fred Hammond, your steps are ordered. Come on here. Don't get me started. You know, I love my music now. And I love Fred. But 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 surely, and I think that the other portion of that you mentioned those motivational Mondays. And that's actually how God showed me you. I tell people all the time, you know, people say, well, how do you get these people? And I'm like, this is not me, right? Yeah. Makes these connections, right? And it's just amazing because I'm always seeking and looking. I mean, it's COVID. So it's not like I can go everywhere and, and look, but God always places the right people in my path. And that particular morning when I was looking, I'm like, who is this? Dropping <laughs> early this Monday morning, right? <laughs> and and, and I connected with you from there, but what started you to do that, coach? Like, you know, there's a lot of times we harvest information, right? We want to just be walking USB drives, not recognizing that the same time God gives us a word, you could be helping somebody else. So kind of what triggered you to start doing those motivational Mondays to help people? Like, I know it helped me. Um, I'm trying to think of a logical and truthful answer, but I don't know. Um, I was just, I literally just was listening and um, I was, I think I was, I was on the, I was on the road recruiting and uh, no, no, no. I was actually in my office in uh, Canyon and I was sitting there and 
um, something was on my heart to, to say. And I was like, man, I never post on Instagram. I don't post for real on like I post on Twitter. Just I'll say what comes to my mind or from my spirit, um, from what I've just been studying or what's been I've been reading or from people that are way smarter than me. But uh, it just got put on my heart. I did it. It got a rave response. Like people like, oh, man, thank you. I can't believe like um, Mr. Otis from Birmingham who trains Jameis Winston and multiple other NFL guys like man thank you I appreciate it I needed that I was like what you needed that like you doing it like he's an OG in the game like well respected in the 205 you know and then multiple other people like Inky Johnson followed my page and liked my my stuff like come on here speaks to multiple people and I'm like I've only been doing this for how long and this is I've always been like this and I always have a lot to say to other people um, because I'm just, <laughs> I'm a tough giver. I'll say that because um, I'm very, uh, very blunt and very truthful about what I'm feeling. If you really, if you ask me, I'm like, are you sure? And I'll even have my players. I'm like, all right, are you sure? This, this could get rough. Um, they're like, yeah, sure. Give it to me. Give it to me for real. Give it to me. For real. I'm like, all right, well, here it goes. And uh, I think it's just kind of like one of those tough love things. And I think being the oldest sibling of four, I've gotten tough love given to me and I've given tough love. So it really just started from listening to God speak. And um, <laughs> he just said, post this on every social media page, tag this person, this person, this person. And every one of them liked, every one of them followed. And I'm like, man, God, I'm not even that type of person. But and then that turned into my motivational Mondays. And now I get messages and words all over the place. And I'm like, oh, that's good. Let me write that down. Oh, that's good. Let me write that down. And I'm just over here just speaking from the heart, speaking from what guys uh, told me to say, which is most important because a lot of people will toil and hustle and grind and do whatever just to get, well, I, I want to be at this level. I want to, I'm like, so don't, don't worry about your level. Worry about your, what your, about your purpose and your calling. One of my best friends. Come and, on. Uh, partner is a bad league so me and he's playing in the spring league right now and balling doing his thing and uh was reading his book purpose over position and then he also has another book with his wife kayla lee that's called that's my friend it's a kid's book it's an absolute must read yes i read the kid's book and i'm reading his book now but um we were talking and I was like, man, I don't know where this is coming from. And he was just telling me, it was kind of something that I talked about on a motivational Monday. And he's just in his place of uh, influence and environment. And he gets a blessing, you know, just because of us coming together and agreeing. I'm like, you know what, God's going to do something. And I think kind of since we're in this day and age where we don't always get to connect with people, um, especially with COVID and things like that. This is my way of connecting with people, giving them that 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 good news. And that um, I say I say yeast because my thing is I don't always want to say I don't believe in saying, oh, God said this and God. I'm like, look, that scares everybody away. But the thing about yeast is that yeast always rises to the top when necessary. Now, the thing is, there's multiple items that don't need yeast, but items that need yeast, they're not going to work unless the yeast is in that that in that ingredient or in that. Uh, that stirring pot or whatever you're making. When the yeast is in there, it rises. So I try to be yeast in my environment. I try not to, um, you know, I try to do what Jesus did. And Jesus gave us parables. He didn't always say, well, God's going to do this. God's going to do that. No, he spoke where those people were at. 
when you give people principles, principles always work no matter the user. That was a tweet that I posted, I don't know when, but that was one that got rave reviews as well. But I'm like, it's just something that gets put on my heart. When things get put on my heart, I just do it. And uh, I just, I'm serving my gift, that's all. So you're gonna sit here and drop all that heat like you didn't say anything. Like that's that's my thing. Like you're you're just dropping my ink is running out of my pen. I had to switch my pen because you're just sitting here. You know, I'm, I'm a great multitasker, but when I when they hit, I gotta get them. But I think that's I know. amazing. I think because I'm the same way as you. I'm a paper pen person. I keep it with right. me if it's a little booklet or a big booklet because you never know. I never want to stop learning, but you never know just like this. The type of information that you you know will receive to help better you right and i think that's amazing the way you put that about yeast because here's the thing at the end of the day i love christine kane love joyce meyer like i love that you know and paying attention to them um right. and what they were saying is and joyce Meyer says i want to be famous in heaven you know we sit around here and we miss our calling right we we miss mm -hmm. our because we're sitting here i tweeted the other day and i said you know we miss our calling focusing on the curtsy from others Oh, thank right. you. Saw me do that. Yes, thank you, thank you. It's not about it, and I think it's amazing the way that you said that. That there's some people who, how does it help and serve? Where if everyone around me is already a believer, is already understanding, right? But if I can be yeast, right, I can give the principle of the message, and much right. like you said, they bear witness. You'll be right. surprised the number of people who watch what you say. Hello, me. You mm -hmm. never knew me. Until we right. can, you never knew that I was paying attention to that message helped me and served me. But at right. the day, what yeast does, as you explained, what principles do is they allow me, they allow Inky Johnson, they allow other coaches where it'll throw mm -hmm. you the game for a second, like they talking to me. But see what yeah. principles and yeast does is it separates and it just shows you God's word. And right. one thing about being obedient to God's word and you being the mouthpiece, you don't have to be up in people's business. God right. in their business. So he knew to tell you what to say that touches them. Everybody had that moment where Michael Todd is that guy for me. I was <laughs> this podcast and it's I'm like, your who told you my business? Right. And the thing <laughs> is, you're not really in my business, but you are obedient to what God told you to say. And right. now you have thousands of people, hundreds of people who are saying, uh-oh, let me hit pause for a second. Because he is right. telling me about myself. And a lot of right. the your motivational Mondays are that we need to get us back to balance. It's that thing we've been questioning. And it doesn't matter where I am in my faith walk, if I'm even in it. The right. What you said, that principle is going to help me and open up and maybe even turn that light bulb on to say, who's this man that, that gives him such guidance? Right, right, exactly. And that's, that's all I want to do is just be, be available. You know, and um, I've, I've had a lot of great teachers. Of course, my parents are number one, but um, my, my big two and what, what changed my life and what changed my parents' life was um, Dr. Miles Monroe, um, you know, in his, his late time, um, but his words are, are never ending. Um, I'm still learning and he's been gone since I was in college, like in 2014, 2015. So um, people like that, and I just want to be that way. You know, like Dr. Bill Winston, he's another, um, big one for me. Um, of course, Michael Todd has become one of the new age um, people, but there's multiple people. But um, as far as leaders of the kingdom faith, um, I'd say Dr. Miles Monroe and Bill Winston have been instrumental in my growth and my development. And then also, of course, as you get older, you should get better. 
You shouldn't just sit there and say stagnant, like, all right, I've read the Bible. I'm done. Cool. I'll just read my little chapter. Or I'll just read my little devotion. I'm like, no, your devotional is your start. It's not even the start. That's a, that's a dessert to the fact that I've read. I've, I've made sure I've been in worship. The thing is, and I have to check myself. When I wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh, I'm going to grab my phone. Then I'm like, man, get your behind off that phone, you know, and get your behind, like, listening to some praise and worship first. To set your set to set your heart for the word that's to come, so that your spirit is ready for it, and then you go on throughout your day. Because as you know, you have no idea what's going to hit you as soon as you walk walk in that door at whatever time y'all check in. It's like, hey, this happened last night. That happened like that. This happened this morning. Coach, can you do this? Coach, can you do that? I'm like, man, I am so glad. And one of my uh, my good friends. That I've actually met through quarantine, Chili, uh, Chili Davis, who actually is the epitome of just working in your gift. He started off um, working as a special teams coach and a receiver coach from Campbell University in North Carolina. I know you know about that Livingstone, but uh, shout out! Don't you talk over that one either. Shout out Livingstone <laughs> College, HBCU. <laughs> <laughs> and so we were talking, and uh, we met. We just connected, and. Um, you know, we stayed in touch. He went from working at the day before the game, uh, they were playing in the spring. So they, the day, like the week before, I hit him up. I'm like, hey man, good luck, go get him. Well, not good luck, but that's not what I, what I said. I'm like, hey man, go get him, right? I don't believe in luck, I believe in God doing his will. But I said, hey, go get him this week. Congratulations on everything you're doing. He spoke at AFCA, this, that, and the other. Somebody saw him and that was all he needed. Now he's at Washington University doing the same thing, working in his gift. But the thing is, if he that was at his 1159.59. Cause the thing is, we're preparing, he's preparing for a game, working in his gift, but then he gets given a gift. The thing is, when we're working our gift, the gift gets given to us, as opposed to trying to find like, oh well, somebody give me something, somebody give me something. Keep you give your gift, kind of like what I told you earlier. The gift is not up to us who gifts us. It's up to us how we give the gift. And the thing is, and another thing is, I was telling my brother, uh, Uriah, and I was like, hey, man, because he does an amazing job in photography. And then my sister does an amazing job in fashion. And my little brother is playing for the, the Indianapolis Colts right now. So he's up at camp. And we were just talking. And I'm like, man, don't get tired of giving your gift. And, um, but remember, the gift is not free. He's like, okay. And I could tell it was like, all right, let me, let me, let me break this down deeper. You give your gift because it's a gift to you. We are all giving a gift. It's my, it's, it's my, it's my fault if I go out there through, through this door and I don't give my gift to whoever calls of my gift. Right. Because the thing is, everybody don't like chocolate. Everybody doesn't like, um, you know, cotton candy. Right. But if they say, oh, I love cotton candy and you give them cotton candy, they'll appreciate it. But if you give it to somebody else, they don't appreciate it. You know, and that kind of goes to Matthew 11, 15. Those that have an ear to hear shall hear. But so we give that gift to that person. Right. But the gift that the gift that we're giving is not free. It's not free. Now, don't always say people are like, well, I thought you're supposed to do this. You're a Christian. I'm like, yeah, I'm a Christian, but I got bills, too. <laughs> I got things going on. And I'm all here. Always, I'm all 
people try to come with Bill Winston talking about, well, this prosperity teaching and Miles Monroe. I'm like, no, they're teaching kingdom principles. The thing is, the principles work. The, the world uses those principles and they get the results. But it's taught as hustling and, and doing this and cutting corners. I'm like, look, I'm just being me, doing, doing what I'm supposed to do using my God-given gift, and I'm going to get blessed just because of it. And people are like, man, there's not too many good people out here. I'm like, yeah, because they're all focused on cutting the corner or who, how am I, I'm going to be next or how I'm going to do this, how I'm going to do that. Well, I'm over here just cruising, you know, doing what God tells me to do, and I'm getting all the blessings that y'all working hard for. But don't, don't get it twisted. Faith without works is dead, but you don't have to work as hard when you're allowing God to do the work for you. The work's already been done. We just have to put in our end of the work. It's almost like our, our tithes and offering. We get 10%, right? We get 90. If you can't manage 90%, there's something wrong with you. You need to downsize your living. You need to do something. You need to turn that Lexus in. You need to turn them Jordans in. And I love Jordans. So uh, if anybody wants to send some, size 12, uh, numbered only, number 14 on down. But I'll take, you know, a couple above, maybe 15s. But hey, they um, tell you we have not because we ask not, right? So I'm, I'm not just saying, y'all know, just so y'all know, that's, that's my favorite. But, um, and, and black and red, always black and red. Got to go with the bread OGs. But um, <laughs> you, took, you took me off. But <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to see. If we're not giving our gift the way that we've been called to do it, we're doing a disservice. And the thing is, I have fun doing it. Now, I have three R's. So it's it's restore, um, excuse me, recoup, recover, and recharge. So after you give your gift, right, sometimes your gift is tiring. And even God, when even Jesus, when giving his gift, which was his life, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And calling for help. He's like, God, help me to make this happen. God, help me to get to this next level. So even we need to be restored. If God, if Jesus need to be restored on his mission, which was his life, giving his life, we're giving our lives daily. That's what we should be doing. Are we doing it? That's a question only you can answer. Look at yourself in the mirror. Because a lot of people say, oh, well, I'm not social. I'm not this. You don't have to be social. I'm not a social butterfly. What comes to me, I treat it with respect. I, I, I honor it. And just like the way that I would want to be treated, but also I listen to them to say, all right, what do you need? What do you want? How can I serve your gift that you're trying to give me? Because the thing is, they're trying to give their gifts to us. They just don't know it. So it's our job as coaches to teach them how to serve their gift and giving it to us or the people that are in our organization, how they're, they're serving our gift, but they don't know it. So everything works for our good. But the last R is to restore. And then the, the third, the fourth R of the three R's uh, is to restore others to king and queenship. Because the Bible is, it can get a little difficult at times. It can get a little boring at times. But once you get this revelation that I got through my parents from their seeking and their um, in-depth study, and they're like, well, we need to study king and queenship. I'm like, okay, what is that, England? Like, the heck is that? And then I'm like, oh, wow. Like, literally something simple as this. I was looking up the Lord's Prayer. And uh, after I learned about uh, kingdom principles, um, I heard this. And I was like, okay, it's Matthew 6.10. 
Um, it's like, of course, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as, in, as it is in heaven. And then I'm sitting here like, okay. He said, <laughs> we're, we're saying your kingdom come. That's God's kingdom, right? And the thing is, if we've never learned about a kingdom because we live in a democracy, you don't understand it. But then you look, all right, whatever the king says, it shall be done, period. There ain't no if or, or buts about it. That's why sometimes you get tired of reading the Bible because you're like, ah, oh, whatever. I'm like, sure. Okay, he was a king. He had a thousand men. He taught them all the word of God and got them born again, whatever. Like, whatever that is, that Sunday school message. But then when you dig deeper into it, you're like, oh, my God. He said this in what we say on a daily basis. God has put himself into every locker room in America. God has put himself into every business in America. Because how many times do we, uh, come on, y'all, especially brothers and sisters, you know how we do it. We Somebody raising church. We're like, All right, give me a hand, bro. All right, uh, our father who art in heaven. We're going to say this every single game. But we don't understand the power that's in what we're saying. I'm like, man, your kingdom come. We're asking for God's kingdom to come on this field, on this court, on this what, on this bowling lane, on this hacky sack, whatever. Whenever we make that prayer, if we believe it, it's like your kingdom come, your will be done. And the thing is, that's hard for us. We're competitors. We love to win. But the thing is, sometimes we learn more in a loss than we do with a bad win. So your, your will be done. And the thing is, we say that prayer, but do we truly believe it? Your will be done on this field, on this court, on this bowling lane, on this hacky sack or whatever, or um, shuffleboard. I don't care what it is. If you're playing with your grandma, whatever. Hey, grandma, by the way. But <laughs> grandma. It, whatever your kingdom come and your will be done. Once we release our will, we allow him to work. Now, once we, we say that, on earth as it is in heaven. And it's like, all right, you're here where I'm at. Once I say that prayer and I truly believe it, because once it's confessed with our mouths and believes in our hearts, kind of like the prayer of confession. You know, once we say that, it's, it is what it is. He's there. But once we say that prayer and we believe that, he's there. Now, will we win every game? No. But will his will be done in our effort? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And once I, I realized that, I started hearing it everywhere I went. Or every uh, Bible study that I was a part of or every time I prayed, I was like, man, this is or this, <laughs> this is my dad's favorite, favorite statement. I was like, oh, that's not kingdom. Or that's kingdom right there. That's not kingdom. I'm like, man. So... Just hearing that, and um, of course, one of my favorite um, musical artists are uh, Cross Movement. So my, my my people put me on them early. So I was jamming them hard, like, and just listening to them now, listening to what they were saying. I don't think they understood what they were saying as far as kingdom principles and kingdom and kingship, but the, them lyrics was going crazy. So I'm like going crazy over just kingdom principles and things like that. So me and my little brother, we we always drop. I'm like, hey man, you heard that last that uh that old classic we used to listen to? He's like, yeah, man, it just hit different now. It's just because we have kingdom knowledge and kingdom kingdom understanding. That's because of my parents. Y'all, you know, first of all, shout out to your parents, to your siblings, to the village. Cause I'm telling you, listen, you just laid a whole mouthful there, right? I had stuff to say 
and I'm I'm not like I'm just not like that was literally a whole word right there wrapped in one and it was truly um confirming right just how you said those words that make sense and God knows you kept hearing kingdom 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 it's amazing right. talk about gifts that's exactly I was listening to uh Pastor Evans podcast and that's what he was yeah. saying he said everybody talent he yeah atheists who are talented right right Scientologists who are talented scientists, right? Yeah. One thing about a gift, when you recognize your spiritual gift in God, it cannot be unlocked until you tap into the spirit of him. It's almost like those things where you you buy a raffle ticket, right? Or you buy a raffle for somebody, you put your name in a hat and they tell you what, you must be present to win. Right, right. Win. And so exactly. we have all of these things that God wants to give us. We pray and we leave. We right. still do what we want, right? Right. Say, you know, as you said, right? Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, but we still right. in, in thinking earth-minded. Exactly. Mindset and kingdom mindset. We got to exactly. up and we got to be present in him to win and get the riches and the blessings that he wants to bless us with. So that's right. because that's been something I've been meditating on and then you come with a whole word wrapped into one with that. <laughs> Right. But you're right. We have all of these gifts that's inside of us. Right. It's almost like uh, Mortal Kombat or any one of those Avenger movies. If you right. When the Joker just, they don't even know. Right. They're born with these gifts and they don't even know. Right. I ain't going to tell the movie, but they're born with these gifts and don't even recognize and what happens when it's unleashed. And here's the amazing part about it. It's unleashed in moments where it's needed most. Come on. And to my people that's not really action movie people and, and don't flow in that, if you watch the movie where the individual does not know the gift they were born with because who they right. were connected to, come on, who they were connected to, they didn't recognize what was inside of them until they needed the most. And then what happens? Lasers start coming out of their eyes. Yep. Right? Out of nowhere. They start unleashing stuff from their hands and they look like, what? where did I get that? And it's been in right. all along. You just never tapped into your gifts because you were never connected to the power source. Mm. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's that's that Michael Todd message right there. I got you. And once you and once you recognize whose you are, once Mm -hmm. you recognize his teachings, you study his word to to know what he's giving you, what he's allowed us all to have. He laid it out there. It's all as coaches, and you know, you will huddle your guys and you will tell them to play. You will tell them the route they need to run. You will tell them and they will go out there and what? Do something totally different. Absolutely. Just the murderize it. And as coaches, we know, right? I've watched plenty of games where they come out of the timeout, especially March Madness, mm-hmm. basketball side of things, but I love football. <laughs> where it's like the last play. And yeah. You know, the receiver runs a post and the quarterback's looking at him like, what? And I'm like, I know that coach didn't draw that up. And how do we, you know what the Lord drew up, but we don't know the playbook. We don't know what the play is. We didn't study the playbook. That playbook is the word. And if we study the playbook, much like what you said, we learn in our losses, but we also Mm -hmm. realize that in our loss, there's gain because of what his book always tells us. In the book, in the end, we win. Right. Easy. But he tells you in the playbook, in the end, we do win that game. We win that. Exactly. Exactly. That's golden, Christian. Good. Today, you are one. You know, I begin to kind of close this thing out. And Lord knows I could talk to you for a whole nother minute. Um, 
there are a couple of questions that are, if you pay attention to the podcast and those that are listening, you got to go. Christian is hitting it hard. I'm telling you, y'all have to listen to him, but we, we pl- apply this up to the podcast. And these are two things that I do. It's almost like those initiation questions. Those are the ones that enshrine you, right? They just had a hall for basketball a couple of weeks ago. So we enshrine you into the servant leader family with these words. And one of the things you talked about earlier was how you meditate, right? How you make sure right. you're intentional. Let me put my phone down. Let me make sure. And I'm the same way. And one mm-hmm. of the do because it's almost like if you don't have that moment with God in the morning, it's almost like the enemy tells those people to wait at your office door. It's like the enemy right. gets in your coworkers to mess with mm-hmm. you. Water day, y'all. Let's get it right. Right. One of the things that I love to do amidst my podcast and listen to my playlist, I will literally walk from you know to the shower, all those things, and I do what's called my God is reminder. Right, where I say God is, and then I just continuously remind myself of what He is what he hadn't mm. been, because that's a blessing in itself, what he hadn't been, right? What he will continue to be for me. So no matter what I'm going through, whether I'm in my up or my down, God is, and he's my healer, mm. my sustainer, he's my redeemer, and I will continue to let it rip. And it gives me so much power to sometimes I get sad up, I'm like, hold on, Chelsea, you got to hurry up now. You got to get to work. <laughs> right? Well, you don't get to go and ramble. You only get, sure. so if I were to say God is, and I drew a blank on one of those notes you have around your house, on the notes cards you have at your house. How would yeah. you feel that blank? How would Coach Christian LeMay feel that blank? God is what? Yes. Come on. You're so ready. he's, I'm, I, I was ready for this one. So he's yeast, and I'll say this. Because the thing is, the you don't have to know God to, to appreciate his presence and Come appreciate on what he's given us it it doesn't it takes anybody with sight can see the sun or the moon anybody with smell can smell a nicely made meal anybody with feel can touch and feel what god has created but the thing is that's yeast he doesn't say yeah i made this what he doesn't (laughs) wait to tell you what he did and how he's made it he just literally being yeast he's just being he's just being him and he's there. And when he is, he's he's all-knowing, omnipresent, all these other things that I'm not well-equipped enough verbally to say, but he is all those things. So God to me is, if, if what he is, he's yeast. He's with, he's in everything. And like, even through people that are not working for him, he's in them. Come on. Because the thing is, he doesn't choose who he gives the gift to. He's like, all right, there's your gift. There's your gift. There's your gift. There's your gift. Now, the ones that use it through him get double for the trouble that they go through to use their gift. So I'm happy that I'm just, look, I'm fine whatever God's given me, but I'm expecting uh, mightily and abundantly, not only for me, but for everybody else around me and for my players, for my family, my friends and uh i rejoice with all those that are rejoicing now because i know that my time's coming and uh when it comes i just hope that i remain true uh to who i am and i'm pretty sure that i will as i stay grounded so um as long as i keep god the source and um i be his power source um you know um on this earth so yeast that's my word come on here coach a whole word. You know, I laugh at something you just said. I have a bad habit of 
sitting right by my charger and still letting my phone die. Mm. Mm. It's bad. I mean, it, it is bad. One day I tweeted at on 2%, mind you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm tweeting on 2% and the charger's right to my left. It's the most horrible habit, right? Yeah. I just thought about something you just said when you said I'm connected to the power source, right? We're connected mm-hmm. to the power source, y'all. Don't be so close to that connection. I'm so close. I'm connected to him, yet I'm running on E because I won't I won't plug up. Right. Running on E because yeah. I won't plug up. And I'm doing these things and I'm trying it my way and I'm tweeting crazy stuff about my battery being low. I'm telling people, I'm telling my friends, I'm low, I'm sick, my money looking funny, right? And I'm connected right. to it. So it's right there and I won't plug up. Come on, coach. Now, you have what you- is, <laughs> this is indeed the Servant Leader Podcast. Uh, where servant leadership is at the core. And it's one of the things that you hear all the time, people saying, well, we got to make more leaders. These young people, they don't even know how to, but here's the thing, who's teaching individuals how to be? We can't tell them to be something and not lay out the platform, not lay out the playbook, the blueprint for them to be that way. So this platform truly was ordained by God to show us these coaches, where coaches can infiltrate the sports world and Christ can Mm -hmm his way through right because honestly our sidelines of the court right our huddles those are our pulpits to let him infiltrate the sports world so as we talk about servant leadership i tell people i'm on a mission to create the longest but truest definition to what servant leadership is not just a hashtag not just something i put in my bio but something Mm -hmm. that just like yeast just like those that christ may not be in them but they can recognize its appearance and its beauty Servant leadership is something that when they look at Coach Christian LeMay, when they look at Coach Chelsea, when they look at the whole village of Coach Christian LeMay, they know that Christ is up in them. So if I ask you, servant leadership, two words, right? Take on so many meanings, but I'm asking you, Coach Christian LeMay, what is servant leadership to you? Servant leadership to me is, I'll say this, one is a a scripture, um, 2 Corinthians 2.14. Um, so, and then that I'll go into that last, but that's my first one and servant leadership to me is serving others gifts. So you serve others gifts, your gifts shall be served. So I'm going to just leave that there. Let that, let that sizzle in your spirit, like country Wayne be saying, but I'm gonna let that sizzle right there. Now, going back to the scripture, second Corinthians two fourteen. this is kind of a, um, typically I have this on my band, but my band broke when I was at practice trying to teach people how to get off press coverage. But um, 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, thanks be unto God who always is in the triumph. That's what we always say at my church. But one day when I was like, man, let me dig deeper. So as I dig deeper, it says that the aroma of Christ is everywhere and we are the aroma of Christ. So servant leadership, you can't serve. The thing is when you're leading, your aroma is all behind the people that are behind you. So if I smell like, you're gonna smell ax. If it stank, they're gonna let me know. If I smell like Dolce & Gabbana and I'm smelling fresh, you know, I'm, I'm big on my scents. I'm very big on my scents. Because I'm like, man, if I don't like it, they ain't gonna like it. If I don't like it, they ain't gonna like it. That's why I'm big on everything that I do being crisp, clean, down head to toe. Because if I don't look a certain way, they're not going to like it, but we are the aroma of Christ. The thing is, what are we giving off 
that if they never have had any experience with anybody that has any type of Christian faith or any type of uh, kingdom teaching, what would they remember about you that makes you different from everybody else? Is there anything? So when you're walking down the, the hall, literally, it might be what you wear. You know, it might be your perfume if you're a woman or your cologne as a man. It might just be that. What is it, the aroma that you're leaving behind? Because they're like, man, look, coach, there's somebody else who just left this school. If you're a college coach, they're like, man, shoot, but I already know this is going to be a much better meeting than I had before. Or when you leave that place, they're like, man, I got to tell somebody about coach such and such or coach LeMay or coach Chelsea or whoever. Man, when they left, they just left the aura about themselves. Or like anytime you go into that school, you know, for me as a college coach, I'm like, man, I got to be in tune with the Holy Spirit and what he's telling me to do. If he's telling me not to go to the school that I plan, I'm going to the other school that he told me to go to when I'm on the road recruiting. Or if he tells me to go take a walk on campus, I'm taking a walk on campus. Like, I don't know. It, you never know. So the thing is, but that's me being the aroma of him as I go through campus, as I go through cities, as I go through the restaurant, as I go through the store, the shoe store, I'm definitely going to Foot Locker. I'm going to all them stores. As I'm going wherever, that's I'm leaving the aroma. Hopefully, I'm leaving the aroma of him in a way that's practical. Because a lot of, I don't want people to take that the wrong way. It don't mean going there, well, God said this and God said that. And no, it don't mean, oh, oh my, like, it don't mean that. You ain't got to go hollering and shouting and run around the school and all that stuff. No, that's scaring people off. That's what keeps people away. You go in there just being like, God ain't never said, he never said, yeah, I'm God. Like, I'm God. What's up? Holler at me like this, that, another. No, he walks in there like, oh, shoot, you are the son of man. Like, you are the son of God. Like, you're not the son of man, excuse me. You are the son of God. And they like, they respect him. But the thing is, and then sometimes he went in there, they didn't know who the heck he was. But by the time he left, they were like, man, there's something different about that guy. Something about you that I want to follow. So just like we have followers on social media, and uh, Coach Pierman said this about me one time. He's like, a lot of people follow me, not a lot of people know me. Come on. I was like, Coach, that you just gave me a message that you didn't even know. And we were at the gas station. And I, he didn't know, he doesn't know that I still remember that. That was like three, four years ago, maybe more. But a lot of people follow us, but they don't know us. So when you get that opportunity for them to actually get to know you, make sure that you give an aroma that they'll remember. Make sure it's a, a permeating scent in their noses or in their hearts or in their spirits or in their schools or in their environment that they want back. So give your gift and leave your aroma. Let me tell you something. I'm old school, okay? I grew up in the old <laughs> Baptist church and see, if you better be glad this virtual because some stuff will be thrown your way, y'all. <laughs> I wouldn't hurt them, y'all, but a chew, a pen, something gonna be thrown his way with all these gems you dropping, okay? But I, oh, Lord. right? My aroma smell like Jimmy Choo, okay? So when I look is home, people know that Christ has been there. No, but truly, I think it's that is exactly it. Because Christ wasn't boastful, just like you said. He would leave and then it would then permeate and say, oh my God, that, like you said, that was a son of God that just left. And one of the biggest things is 
Coach Chris Kreider, I always mention this. He's at Georgia State University, assistant men's basketball coach. He's so okay. humble. And he said, it's not our job to go around boasting and saying, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian and doing all this. That's mm-hmm. what he called you to do. You know, he said, he just called you to walk and be a light that mm-hmm. others see. And they're going to say there's something different about them. And once they have, and they then they're going to come to you. And that's that moment that you have them. The other night, um, Coach Hub, he said, yep. you got to drop the line. Yeah. You do wherever you are on the field, in your office, in your classroom, wherever you right. are. I asked you to be a fisher of men. I didn't mm-hmm. ask you to go and handle everything. I say, drop the line so right. that they bite and we catch them. I'll clean them. I didn't ask mm-hmm. you to do that. And I said, that's a whole word that you all are connecting in there. So I think that's amazing. When you leave, what aroma are you leaving behind? Right. For Christ, y'all. I don't want to be stanked for Christ. <laughs> or in general. Make sure you in always general. keep in general. That's true. In general. Coach, you are amazing. You are. I literally knew, you know, when God works and connects, I let him have his way for this reason and reason only. It's his. That's right. all the time. Don't get it twisted. Right. I know that's my little caricature back there with three stripes, but it's all God. right you know and even how he orchestrates and when he says tell them like I've never been afraid of no but I've definitely been pushed more into being bold in my asking right leading me and I know that if he led me to that servant leader that servant is going to say yes with ease because he connected me for a reason and it's sure like that that you yep I got it sure what's up let me know and so I appreciate you coach just for coming on for being obedient one, but for truly being his vessel and making that known, making that known in a way that literally I am nothing on my own. I am truly here to say and talk about everything that God has called me to do. And it is truly transpired and met what God's hope was for today. So I appreciate you so much, coach. I really, really do. Um, Any final things you want to say to our listeners as we close out? Uh. No, nah, not really. Not, not so <laughs> well, cause you didn't say it all, okay? You know, because my, oh, my mom said, "Hurry up!" But also, she said, "Oh, make sure you drop the word." I was like, "All right, well, I gave that out, mom. You so got it them right." Let me see. Uh, let me see. All right, last thing: servant leadership. This is going to be very brief. It's not about you. That's it. Remember this: it's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about any of our agendas. It's about one agenda getting pushed forward to the masses. So if I can leave you with anything, don't forget that. It's not about you. It's about pushing one agenda to a mass group of people. Like you said, all you got to do is throw out the line. Jesus said, throw out the net. They said, there's no fish out here. Throw out the net. There's no fish out here. I don't give a crap what you're talking about. Throw out the the net. (laughs) So it's our job to throw out the net. And it ain't hooping and hollering. It's another, if you grew up raised in old school church, okay, but we're going to have to dial it back a little bit. But just be, just be. Throw out the line, throw out the net, and push, let your aroma shine to the masses. And don't, don't take your position where you're at now as small. You never know who's watching. 
So it's your purpose, which is to be an aroma of Christ, your purpose over your position, which is where you think you are now. So like my boy, that's his book, is Purpose Over Position. I appreciate him so much for listening to God and writing that, that book. And um, if you can support it, I think it'd be great. Um, Purpose Over Position, and that's my friend. Um, and then also- Give his name for me. Um, give his, give, a, give his name for me. Badly, and then also that's my friend by Badly. I can't Caleb. hear you. And then my mom, her book, is um, Developing Queens for all my women out there. You definitely gonna wanna tap into that, tap into um, her Developing Queens. Uh, she does a great job and is international. Um, and then also one more book is uh, Chip Baker, uh, who's actually a former WT grad and uh, is down there in the Houston area. And his book is Coach, say that last book for me again. It cut out. Say that last book. You muted yourself, Coach. You hear me now? Yeah. I thought we lost you. Nah, tag of leadership. Is that the last one you heard? What the last one you heard? Huh? When you, you said the last one? You said WT grad and then okay. catch the title. Um, he wrote this book. It's called The Impact of Leadership um and awesome books all of them i at least got a chapter in um, i'm trying to do better at setting time aside to read other than my bible but great books um really love them all they're all absolutely great um one of the best ones that i read was um just I, I appreciate the vads book a lot because he's a former quarterback and that's one of, that's my best friend um, him and uh, another one of my best friends from college, but we've known each other since we were 16, so or younger. So seeing him grow to being college quarterback, professional quarterback, this that, and the other, and instead of me being like, "Man, that should have been me. That should have been this," I'm like, "Nah, man, I'm happy for you. I'm really legit happy. Like, I want that for you." And the thing is, a lot of us we're like, "Man, well, my friends doing this, my friends doing that," and I'm like, "Shoot, that's that's you doing that." But they just the ones that are reaping the benefits. So support them. Your time is coming in your field. Thank so you. I'm just, I'm really proud of them. And especially for him doing that, being a husband, being a man of God that truly listens, walks with God daily. And we, we have great conversation. And uh, to read that book, both of them and his wife was included on it. That it was amazing. And uh, especially knowing their little girl that they wrote the book about. And it's awesome. So. I'm really proud of that. And then also seeing my mom's book. I mean, I, I see my mom all the time, but seeing what she's done and reading it, I'm like, man, okay, mom, I got you. I love so, it. Um, one day I'll get to it. It'll probably be a book on tape. I'm a book on tape guy, but uh, you know, we'll see when that season comes. I'll be ready. We'll be waiting for it. You all heard the books and the authors go support. It's all about growing and enriching others. Coach, do you mind closing this out with a prayer before you leave today? Are we talking about old school prayer? Or are we just talking about a regular prayer? Because I know you a you a churchy individual, so listen. I don't know I'm, look, I'm, I'm churchy, but I also know how to say that prayer that God wants us to to close out. Okay, all right. I just you know, say it on your heart. Okay, I disappoint you. We gotta give the old Deacon Baptist prayer nothing. <laughs> just let us feel I'm blessed as we leave this place. <laughs> I, I'll call my uncle Buddy up in Henderson. That's, that's, <laughs> 
you know, I got I got them in my family. This ain't me. All right, but let us all come together. You can close your eyes, bow your head, do whatever, but here we go. Lord, we thank you for, uh, first off, for Coach Chelsea and uh, calling this to happen. Um, I was not expecting it, but you had everything in the plans. So thank you for using her. Thank you for using this platform uh, that she has. I have been able to connect with people that I did not know or that I did not know knew me. And then also I think that you are using her to, to be a connector, a great connector of people. And I uh, pray that you will bless her life. I pray that you will bless this child that she is carrying, that it will be completely healthy, that it'll be whole, and that it'll be a servant to your kingdom, uh, first and foremost. I pray that you will give her husband um, the ability to uh, serve her in this time when she is using her body as an earthly vessel to serve you. Uh, we pray that you will continue to allow her to uh, coach these uh, young women and then also young men that come across her path and uh, that you'll continue to use her um, in her sphere of influence. I pray that you will continue to touch everybody that's on this podcast or on this live or on this Zoom or whatever that they, they might be on, that you will touch their heart and let them know that the king and the queen is in them. And a lot of people use the term, but they do not know how to properly and correctly walk in king and queenship. I pray that you will continue to help us to daily walk in king and queenship, which is following the king's purpose, which is you. You've made us all kings and queens, but do not let us be false claimers of our king and queenship. Let us walk truly as king and queens on this earth. We thank you so much for um, the upbringing, uh, the people that have helped us to get to this point. Um, we pray that you will bless them um, 10 times over, and uh, we pray that the latter will be greater for them. And also, we thank you uh, for this week. We pray that you will continue to help us to finish out this week strong as it is not over, um, and that we will continue to walk in your light and give all the glory and the honor to you as yeast, and that you will allow us to be yeast in our arenas and not be loud, be boisterous, but to be like you and how you were as you walked the earth, the earth, excuse me, as yeast. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, my good brother. Well, my favorite line of the call, Coach Christian LeMay, you are now a part of the Servant Leader family. We are so glad to have you in our midst, in our ranks. You are enshrined and embedded into this long line of servant leaders that are just moving this one agenda, as you said. For Christ. I thank you so much just for being here, for your time, for your amazing work. I thank you all for listening. And if there is anything that I could ever do, all you have to do is reach out. I appreciate you, coach. I appreciate you. <laughs>